Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Fendalorian Podcast. Heyo! I am one of your hosts, Liz, joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Mike and Eric. Hello. Hey. What's up? How's it going? It's going. Uh, we are chugging along. Eric better and I are su- we're better now that we have drinks, um, and that we're podcasting. Last week, uh, we skipped a podcast because Eric and I are psychopaths, and he was out of town for work. We were also working late, so we're really sorry. Do not blame Mike. Blame us. It's okay. Mike, you can blame me. I mean, Mike. Mike's crucial to the podcast anyway. It's like, he is. Should have just let him do it by himself. I know. We should have. You should have just, like, yeah, you could have, like, put our faces up and just kind of talk to us. Yep. It would have been three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, we figured we'd recap the last two episodes because some cool shit went down. There were some really great Easter eggs from two episodes ago mm-hmm. on Tatooine. And then, obviously, the last episode was amazing and introduced a lot of new characters. Mm-hmm. And this is Star Wars week. Episode nine, Rise of Skywalker, opens this Thursday, and coincidentally, The Mandalorian is airing on Wednesday this week hmm. instead of Friday. Weird. Hmm. Weird how that works. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, let's. I- and as we're speaking of that, I, it's funny. I actually got an email from Disney Plus today reminding me that The Mandalorian was on Wednesday this week. And really? It said, and it said, make sure you watch through the credits. What the hell? <laughs> so, What's not the point even of a post-credit scene if you got to <gasps> remind people to watch? Because we're not, we're only, you only watch post-credits on MC on Marvel. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Like, so. Hmm. So you think, well, let's just dive right into it. Okay. So do you think with the success of the MCU and how they were able to weave these films together through post-credit scenes, of course, with the main storylines in these films, but if you were an Uber fan, you stay for the post-credit scene and you could weave it all together. If you weren't an Uber fan, you still saw a great movie and it didn't really matter mm-hmm. if you saw the post-credit scene or not. So I could see them definitely doing, or I guess they are doing that with Mandalorian. We have Rise of Skywalker coming out. And then of course we have the Obi series. We have um, that Benioff and Wise project. Someone might pick that up. Ryan Johnson still has a trilogy. Something. He's got something going on. Something. So I like this. This is cool. So, um, well, should we recap the first two episodes before we get too far down that path? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's recap the first two episodes. <laughs> helmet's back um, on. Helmet's back on. All right. Helmets are on. Yeah. Helmet's <laughs> back on. We got to get get on course here. Okay. Two episodes ago, Mando's on Tatooine. That amazing. Who's that actor? She um, was the mechanic that took care of Baby Yoda. Amy oh, Sarah. I don't know. Yes, yes, Amy Stairs. Oh, I, yeah. Um, I thought she was awesome. Mm-hmm. What a great character, right? Yeah, yeah, she was great. I follow her on Instagram, actually. She's bizarre. Well, because you, her brother read, <laughs> or no, her brother, her brother wrote that book you keep telling me to read. Uh, he's written a few books. Usually it's a collection of essays, and they're all hilarious. Yeah. David Sedaris, if you don't know him. But and is she a writer as well? She's a writer and a comedian. She, I believe she was on SNL. Okay. 
This is terrible. I don't know this. Or she wrote but, for SNL. Um, okay. So she's awesome, which we already, you know, knew and has been awesome. That's great. So what did you guys think of that episode? We had Ming-Na Wen, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., of course, fame on there. Uh, tons of other stuff famous for, but most recently Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. played this cool-ass assassin. What did you guys think of her? I just, I thought it was a really good episode. Just, it was so nostalgic. I mean, there's a lot of nostalgia packed into all of these episodes, but I mean, this one in particular, I mean, it, it's Tatooine where like it all kind of starts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Star Wars basically begins there. Um, you know, I mean, you have the spaceport, you have the cantina and the booth and just the detail. I mean, it's clear that they spent so much time recreating every little detail of Tatooine so that it felt like you were back there again. It just, um, it was really cool to see that. Yeah. Agreed. The first thing we thought said was like, Oh my God, the booth. Oh my God. The canti- that's a canteen. That's a, who shot for, wait, what? Oh my gosh. Look at the aerial shot. It looks just like it did. You know? Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. And, I, and we say this every week, but it's so cool that with every episode, you can tell that John Favreau and his team were like, okay, let's go back to the list as to why everyone loves star Wars. It's mm-hmm. that nostalgia, that feeling of, you know, hope and magic and, something new and like space cowboys and it's like let's make sure we have those elements in every single episode yes and they make that the core focus they really do i mean obviously mando's a core focus but yeah a lot of what he does and everything he does and is made up to be follows that whole nostalgia wave yeah absolutely so with that mike were there any especially good Easter eggs, nostalgia items. I mean, obviously the booth was incredible. The whole, yeah, yeah. Gosh, the whole episode is like, <laughs> what? Well, I mean, it's not even an Easter egg because it's all kind of in plain sight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole episode is just packed with nostalgia. I guess the biggest Easter eggs are probably the droids that um, Amy Sedaris's character we're using are. I think the ones from the Phantom mm. Zone, that's the last time we've seen like that type of mechanic uh-huh. droid. So um, that's probably, I mean, short of the end of that episode, that's probably um, kind of the Easter eggs from, from it. Yeah, that's great. I didn't notice that, but we just watched Phantom Menace we the did. other night. The whole thing? You watched no. it? Uh, we skipped the pod racers. We did. We, <laughs> we skipped the entire pod racing I mean, we skipped probably almost 40 minutes of the film, but we watched the rest. And it's, you know, we could do a whole podcast on this, but what I love about the prequels is that they're so Star Wars. You know, you could tell a lot of love went into them. And the story overall is great. It's just the execution, you know, like we- A little poor. A little poor, the dialogue, (laughs) and then you got, you know- Kind of get me started with the love story, but the, all the stuff with Count Dooku and, you know, these, these side missions that Obi goes on. It's like, this could, I get what he was trying to do with technology. It could have been better. It, it exactly. had, it had the bones there to be yes. a better thing. And you guys mm-hmm. did better than we did. I put that movie on, it was on TV. Um, they had just gotten to the planet where he finds Anakin for the first time. 
Mm-hmm. I watched Tatooine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, two minutes of that, I got bored with it. So I went to Disney Plus and put on the end scene with Darth Maul and called right. it. <laughs> yes. And that need, was really. about what I watched of the movie. So. And and we were just talking about the potential of Darth Maul and how it it really didn't get realized until you know Rebels came along, right? Or no, Clone oh. Wars. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's got a rich history with, to tie it back to our show that we're podcasting on, not The Phantom Menace. Um, <laughs> he's got a rich history with Mandalore. I mean, he basically takes control of it at one point. So, oh um, man, yeah, he's got. Will we see him? Do we? When does he actually die in? Well, Clone Wars. Do you want to know or aren't you guys watching that stuff? <laughs> I know but I don't know if you want to know. So he does but, die or does he die? Well I think what I, I okay <laughs> I think I don't know what to tell you I think it's just I think we should be excited for what's to come with the new Star Wars. Okay. Alright. <laughs> See look I could work for Disney. There, there you go. I think oh you should be gosh. excited. Wow. And in the you have the awesome comics. Um, great. Did you finish the Darth Maul comic? No, but it's really good. Yeah, that's that's a great one. Um, okay, I'm gonna move on. Okay. All right. So, um, I was talk super about Darth bummed. Maul the whole day. Was, I know, right? <laughs> I was super bummed that Ming Na Wen um, was killed in the second to last episode. But I also I appreciate what they're doing with every single episode. Is that it's telling a very specific tale you know this mm-hmm. is, it's almost it's almost like a comic book yeah like, it is. okay here's series whatever this is the mission he goes on great and it's there's like this overarching kind of story but i feel like i'm watching a comic book on screen especially and, cool. and i love the concept art at the end too it's so great to like see how they were how they breathe life into it. They better be selling those prints. You know they'll be selling those oh, prints. I'm, if they aren't already, I haven't watched. Yeah, if Disney can make a dollar, they will. They'll find a way. Oh, yeah, always. Yes. <laughs> so Hence this, the Mandalorian, for know, example. Right? <laughs> yeah. right. Uh-huh. Everyone wanted more boba, and it's like, well, we'll kind of give you boba. Mm-hmm. We'll do you or, better. Or are they going to give us actual fat? Oh, you think he's gonna? Uh, we, I mean, since we're talking about two epi- episode five, that'd be five, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, who? So we get that scene at the very end of the episode, you know, where there is a mysterious figure walking up to um, Fennec. Is that how you say her name? Oh, see, her, I forgot about this. Okay, yeah, let's like talk about walking it. up okay. to her dead body. Mm-hmm. And you know you you don't really no you don't get a voice. There's no speaking. You don't see a full body, but it's it's someone in armor. It's someone wearing a cape, and you definitely hear what, almost what sounds like spurs. And the only time we've ever really heard that kind of sound was from Boba Fett in the original trilogy. Right. He wore or Spurs, like he was damn cowboy or something. Oh, so Mike. it it's also the planet that he died on i mean tattooing is where boba fett quote unquote dies um so is there a hidden reason to having this episode on tattooing besides just nostalgia because you didn't really need to be there for fennec's 
plot line, right? Like she mm-hmm. could have been hiding out on any planet. It mm-hmm. was irrelevant. But why that planet? Why the one where we've last seen Boba Fett? And it wouldn't be the first time that a character's come back from, you know, pretty much certain death. We saw. Um, Oh, it's my camera, sorry. <laughs> we saw. I was trying to see you better, but I didn't because the screen's behind. Uh, oh, never mind. That was okay. funny. But yeah, but we saw right, Darth okay. Maul get cut in half, right? At that yeah. end of Boba's Phantom head Ma- was chopped off. No, that was Django. Boba that was Django. F- oh, yeah, duh. Okay. Boba We're fell in the prequel. I'm She's sorry. Confused. I'm still in prequel mode. Boba fell into the Sarlacc pit. That's right. Yeah, that was Off in of, Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. 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 Um, where he like lost control of his jetpack and fell in but i mean we saw darth maul get cut in half and he shows up in clone wars to right cause mayhem so i mean well, there's precedent for it back too we right. just don't know if he's alive or not body jumping and shit exactly mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe we got a little bit of boba fett in the mandalorian maybe i feel like if that would you be can't, amazing you know if they're if they've been so true to Star Wars fans and the fandom and the material in terms of just like honoring it and quote unquote doing it right. If you're making a series about the Mandalorian and we've already, we've got like baby Yoda now, you know, we've got all this stuff. It's like, why the, it'd be silly if they didn't bring him back, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, why not? And it would be a huge nod to like the old legends because in some of those non-canon books, Boba Fett does come back. He, he escapes the pit and oh, okay. has and, adventures. Oh, so. He's for sure back. Who the yeah. hell else would that have been? I don't know. And Wait, he's hold not... on. Hold the phone. <laughs> Light bulb. We talked about this last time with the timeline. Uh, what's the timeline of this again? It's five years after the fall of the Empire. Mm-hmm. We decided this is like 20 years after Revenge of the Sith or something like that, right? 20-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never mind then. Never mind. Yeah, no, it's definitely Boba. Yeah, so, you know, um, maybe it's maybe it's him. And he's not and he's not a Mandalorian, so I don't think he'd have any sort of problem hunting down Mando, because I don't think he'd have the same type of code that the rest of the Enclave did, because he's not really one of them. He's just a dude. He's just a clone of his dad and took yeah. his dad's shit. And, yeah. So well, and his dad really it. didn't follow a code either. Yeah, his dad wasn't. Yeah, they don't consider him like actually Mandalorian. He's just um, they, they think he's fake. So well, especially after watching, we just watched Attack of the Clones last night again. Lots of fast forwarding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just and really quickly with that, with his story in Attack of the Clones, and you know how he was. He's obviously the clone, wanted to take an unaltered clone for himself. Such a cool story. Excuse me. And you have, you know, Obi-Wan fighting this out and you had all this, this really cool stuff. I just, I feel like Obi's character had such um, purpose and he had, you knew exactly what he stood for, what he wanted. And you, you disagreed with him a little bit on a lot of things. You know, he was like way too into the Jedi, like where follow the rules, blah, 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 blah. And Anakin has hints of that, like when he challenges Obi when they first sit down with Padme and is like, we're not hired guns. You know, like, we're Jedi. We're better than this. And you think they're going to build on that and make him like a 
kind of like a Thanos, you know, mm -hmm. like Thanos was a great villain because you really understood why he was doing it. And he, he had, and it wasn't just like, because he's bad because he's an asshole. And I just I find it very hard to believe that Darth Vader killed all these people just because he loved one woman and like she was going to die. Like it just didn't, yeah, he, you know, know, they tried to fix some of that in like the Clone Wars series. Like, it's pretty clear Anakin has like PTSD from it. Like, mm. okay. he, 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 you can see it throughout the series that like the war kind of like he starts like a ton of loss. Like, he's really conflicted about a lot of the things that they did. Um, See, that's, I would like to see that, because that's where villains yeah. come to come to power, you know, with a loss like that, and they do, they, they become radicalists. And mm -hmm. losing, a, losing Ahsoka was, like, super hard on him. Like, you know, mm. he, he loved her, so for her to, like, abandon him is, like, the final straw in the... You know, so you can kind of see where they tried to fix some of that between two and three, where he goes from, yeah, he's kind of okay, but he's not really evil to, I'm going to murder everybody. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay. When we talked about that too, we were like, wait, what is Ahsoka exactly? And it's between mm -hmm. two and three. Got it. Okay. Okay. So now we're getting on top. What do we, what do we, <laughs> should we talk about? Let's talk about this last episode. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Eric, where do you want to start with this? Well, I got to think back to what happened. Mike, kick us off. Well, he's, <laughs> Eric's been, like, he's been working so much, this poor man. No, listen. So they, we're on the ship. They're, he's get, trying to make that cash. He goes and, see, and sees the Sons of Anarchy dude. Oh, that's what, right. Yes. Can we point out what a terrible idea all of this was for him? Like he's like he's got a child. Like he's got a responsibility now. He can't be out <laughs> partying it up with his old bounty hunting friends and oh, skeezy so sons of anarchy bikers. And <laughs> no, like he's he needs to settle down. Those party nights are over, Mando. Yeah, I totally agree. And and he just like locks him up in a little closet. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it's like find a job on Upwork. Like, work remotely from your ship. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, you don't on. need to be doing these jobs. Yeah, no kidding. crazy. All right, but I did love. I did love that. Um, and apologies to big Star Wars fans. I forget what her race is called. But his like oh, yeah. kind of quote. It seems like a former flame. She's a Twi'lek. A Twi'lek. Or Twilight, or however we, you say it. Have we ever? I mean, we've like barely seen her race in the live action films. Like, I don't think they've ever had any dialogue. And I love that they had her. Like, mm -hmm. um, we see, saw her with um, Job of the Hut. You know, her, yeah, part yeah. of her race there. But I love that we had like a core character of this episode. Yeah, it was just cool. That was cool. You know, was I didn't really like badass. her. I know she like, was. She was mean. Well, you know, she's evil. Well, not evil, but she's, you know, she's she a... She's a broken, broken heart. Yeah, I, th heart. I think it's cool, like, people continually underestimate Mando, and it seems like because Mandalorians are such a rare race now, I guess, um, they seem to come out of hiding every so often, and he's constantly impressing people um, with his skills and, uh, and abilities, and, and that's great. I loved how one of my favorite parts of that was when he's 
you know, obviously it was amazing when he turns off all the lights and you're like, oh shit, is about to go down yes. on this prison oh. ship. And that scene where they shot him, like the lights were flickering on and off and he was going like in and out of the shot, getting closer and closer. I fucking loved that. It yes. was like, Amazing. hell Amazing. yeah. Amazing. So cool. Cause he's just like, I mean, he's, he's stone cold, man. Like he's unbeatable. Yeah. And I love that you're starting to see more and more of his like actual skills and how he's protecting himself. And man, I mean, they made the biggest mistake of all to underestimate that they could just like leave him behind and he'd rot in a cell. He was like, fuck y'all, man, I'm going to kill you. Well, he's like a Swiss army knife. Yeah. For one. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about them, right? Like they're crazy warriors like it it, because if you think about it like mandalorians fought wars with jedi like they don't have force powers they don't have lightsabers like they fought and won wars against jedi because they're so good at fighting and they their armor is like specially designed like to counteract jedi so like the fact that he keeps getting underestimated even though like he could take down a jedi is I think it just speaks to what Eric said about how, for whatever reason, they're super rare now. Where like it's almost myth status, mm-hmm. where you don't know you don't know if you believe the stories of it. Um, because if they were still like in numbers, I don't know that anyone would underestimate them as a race. Kind of like uh, who's it? John Boyega's character to Han Solo in the movie Force Awakens, where he's like. Just use the force. Han Solo's like, that's not how Not the the force force works. works. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, look, you know, it's all about education. If you got no more Jedi Council, no one's going to know who's going to uphold all that Mm. and let everyone know. And if you have, you know, this, the Mandalorian race has, you know, started to get smaller and smaller and they've just started to, you know, they found that in order to survive, they have to stay in hiding. You know, they don't have the numbers to really mm-hmm. be what they were. Makes That's sense. That's just how it's going to be. That's how it's yeah, going to be. what can you do? So what, okay, so where are we going with the rest of the season? Like, obviously, something's going to come to a head where someone's going to, they're going to keep trying to come and take baby Yoda. We yep. know they're doing something, like they're trying to clone him, they're trying to do something with him because that race, as we know, is extremely Force-sensitive. Mm-hmm. And um, while the Empire slash First Order slash Dark Side, whatever, isn't full of Sith, you know, there's just the two, they still have that um, that Nazi mentality of dabbling. And, you know, we see it, obviously, mm-hmm. well, we saw it with the worst people of all, the Nazis. But, you know, you see it in film with, like, the Indiana Jones series and how, mm-hmm. you know, there was always some, like, crazy mystical thing the Nazis were after. Um, and then you see it with uh, at, with the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, the when they were creating the Death Star and they were using Vader because they knew it was powerful and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So we know they're after him. Where do we, like, where's, where's it all going to come to a head? And what else still needs to be revealed in order for that to happen mm-hmm. about Baby Yoda? Because I, I, I thought this the other day too, when you guys are thinking about this, you know, all those people that were protecting him 
when Mando went to go get him. I mean, there were like 50 people there protecting yeah. him. So are there still more that are trying to find him and protect him? You know, what, what group was protecting him? I think that's a logical next step is we will find like Mando needs to take refuge somewhere, right? Like he needs to take, I mean, he needs cash. He needs to, he's trying to like, you know, do missions to, to accumulate some money in the bank. But ultimately I think if we look at where this is going to go, I mean, there's probably some subsect of the rebellion or something like that, that is interested in protecting him that he's going to run into. I think of like, you know, not to reference a completely different show, but you think about like the walking dead when they would come to like a new community. It's like, I, I see it. They're going to find a new community to settle in with. I like how they've tried to do that once. Um, I think they'll try to do it again, but this time maybe it'll be people who know who Baby Yoda is so that we can, they can shed some light on, on what his race means. We can learn more about his race, that sort of stuff. Also, alternatively, we could see Baby Yoda speak at some point, yeah, which would be very exciting. We talked about last week with yes. that, uh, that medical essay I brought up. <laughs> You know, you can start speaking soon based on dog ears and all that, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, because he seems, and I and I, I noticed this in this week's episode that, you know, even though he's he's 50, but he seems like a baby, he's definitely more self-aware than your average, you know, toddler. I mean, he oh, yeah. knew, in this episode, he knew to get away from that droid. Like he mm -hmm. knew, he knew to get away from him. He knew to hide. He tried to defend himself before mm -hmm. Mando saved him. Like it was like a, a self-awareness that you wouldn't get out of a 18 month old, you know, mm -hmm. like it's, it was different. Like, I mean, wise beyond his years or whatever, because it, it just, you, you could kind of see it in this episode. And I think that is again, so true to what we already know about Star Wars with uh, Yoda's race. You know, they're just, they're so mm -hmm. in tune to the force and um, themselves and what surrounds them and energies and all that kind of, they're kind of like, kind of like monks almost. Like, they, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like they're all like little Dalai Lamas yeah. in a way. Mm -hmm. yeah, they're, like, and they're rare, you know? I mean, this is yeah, the, rare. Third, the third one we've ever seen. So. And I think I think it's cool too. In the again, I'm 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 gonna praise the prequels here for a minute. When we were watching Attack of the Clones, when we weren't fast forwarding through several of the scenes, there was one scene where Yoda's talking um, to Mace Windu, and he's in one of those little like it wasn't a baby carriage, but it was like you know a little mover like Baby Yoda was in in the first couple episodes. Yeah. And then, of course, you see him fight, and it's like, he doesn't have to be chilling in one of those. He's just so, like, mindful and focused on the present and what's happening that that's, that's an intentional thing. Mm -hmm. That, you know, I sit and I pause and, you know, I, I feel out the vibes. Like, almost walking is almost a distraction mm -hmm. to them being so in tune with, with what's going on. Which is super cool. So are, are we going to see Baby Yoda like flip and jump around and like go crazy at some point, do you think? Yeah, that would be amazing. I think so. Because, so I've been, I've been giving this some thought and I don't, 
I don't know if I believe that Mando's going to take refuge somewhere. It just it doesn't no. feel like his style at this point. Um, and I think he tried that. He's tried that a couple of times, and it, it never really seems to work out. Like it, it, it feels like at some point he's going to need to take the fight to the for whatever lack of a better term, the Empire, mm-hmm. because what he's doing isn't it's not working like it's not sustainable bouncing from planet to planet yeah. getting it getting into some wacky adventure almost getting himself and baby yoda killed or captured or whatever and then moving on to the next planet like he's got to be smart enough to realize that that is not really a strategy that's going to work for him forever so that's very true that eventually well, he's going to need to go find who's doing this and stop the tracking beacons Mm-hmm. I think um, you brought up a good point, Eric, about how maybe if they do park it somewhere, it's because I, th- I think they could park it somewhere because of this group that might have been protecting them. I don't think those were the only people trying to protect him. And the fact that we met Kara back a couple episodes ago on that like Marsh planet or whatever, mm-hmm. she, you know, they had that intro of I was with you know, the rebellion, but there's no, no one to fight anymore. So it's not my thing. So like she has connections in to that community. And that's the only community I can think of that would be like protecting baby Yoda, you know, Mm -hmm. and we have those. um, So I'm trying to do timelines here. This is like 30 years prior, but there are those folks who, those folks, (laughs) There are those people who truth from Rome, mm-hmm. um, where he was like a temple protector, like a Jedi temple protector. Yeah. And he was like, he wasn't a Jedi, but he might as well have been. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, there might still be, you know, subsets of people like that, that still follow the religion and they, maybe they partner with the rebellion that's why they're protecting maybe Yoda. I don't know. I feel like that that all has yet to unfold as well. That would make that would make sense because then he could leave leave the baby with them as sort of like a daycare while he goes to try to stop bounty hunters from tracking him for the rest of his life. <laughs> right. right. We also have to get more of his backstory because we have a couple flashbacks of like his childhood. Yep. Like we need to get back into that a little bit more too. Yeah, they'll sure. definitely. There'll have to be some kind of revenge. I could see it all building up where, you know, he pays the Empire back for what they did to him. So I, I think you're right, Mike. I think they do have to take the fight. He does have to take the fight to them at some point. Mm-hmm. So here's a question. So we have The Rise of Skywalker coming out this week. Mm. The episode coming out Wednesday. Do we think we'll see Baby Yoda? In the Rise of Skywalker. Oh shit! Hmm. <laughs> my heart says yes, <laughs> but my head uh, probably says no, and not because he's dead at this point or anything like that. But it feels it feels like to put him in that movie now. Like that movie is going to be so jam packed with mm-hmm. stuff. You've got Palpatine and 
Anakin being reincarnated as Rey and all that, <laughs> all that other stuff going on. I just, to drop baby Yoda in there with very limited story behind him would be a little bit odd because I mean, at best we've got one more episode before the movie comes out. And I doubt they dedicate the full episode to baby Yoda's true story. So it just, I wish he would be in it. It'd be really cool, but it, it feels like it might be feel really out of place mm-hmm. without it, without any kind of explanation behind it. Like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do we think the connection is going to be? There has to be something that connects the two. Well, they said it's a post credit. It's they basically said it's a post credit scene. Did they? I mean, well, I mean, they didn't. I guess they didn't say that that was the only part that connects. They also didn't say that that scene connects at all. <laughs> they just said to make sure you watch for it. So it could be absolutely nothing. Um, I, maybe it's Palpatine. Maybe it's Sidious. Maybe that's mm. the that's the connection. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it would make some sense because you could show Sidious appearing or being reincarnated or cloned or whatever you want to show with him. And it wouldn't be like a huge miss for just the movie watchers, you know, like, because the Mm -hmm. people who only watch the movies are well aware that Sidious is coming back because he's in every trailer. Mm -hmm. So to have him in the Mandalorian would be kind of like a good segue between them without completely alienating your movie fans. You're right. Wow. Both business and See, strategy, Mike. He's like, Look at you. Well, it makes sense. You know, it's like like we were saying earlier, for the hardcore fans, it's really cool. But, you know, if you're seeing the film, doesn't matter. Right. You mm-hmm. don't have to see it. Yep. You have to see the scene, mm-hmm. the post-credit scene. Exactly. Shit. I'm just what? excited. I just want to watch it. I want to watch them all. I'm so excited for Wednesday. I'm so excited for Thursday. <laughs> So excited for everything. What's uh? So what's the costume for? Oh God! This we show just, we are. So for those of you that don't follow us on any social medias, <laughs> we have each done Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like my favorite makeup to do. Mm-hmm. So I figured it out, and I actually did the horns on Eric once, and it was. That's pretty legit. Legit. It was mm-hmm. legit. You looked awesome. Um, they were great. We've done Padme. When you did Maul, well, I was Maul and you were Qui-Gon. And then I was for Maul and I was Padme um, in Phantom Menace when one of her decoys was wearing the black feather dress. It mm-hmm. was just like a sick costume. I mean, say what you will about the prequels. Her costumes are so cool. Yeah. They're incredible. So They're so, so much fun to cosplay. I did that. And then... Um, We've done other Star Wars, haven't we? Or you were a stormtrooper and I was Leia. Yep. I have an Ahsoka costume with like a headpiece that I got off Etsy. What? Yeah, that I was going to wear. Remember we were going to see Star Wars at the Symphony? Oh yeah, and we decided not to. Well, we found out I was pregnant. I was really sick and I was like, if I paint my face orange right now. (laughs) Like I am going to puke. And I felt so bad because I had gotten I got this dress from her universe. If you guys haven't heard of it, it's like the best website for they have guys uh nerdy stuff 
too, but it was mm -hmm. founded to give cool, nerdy clothes for um, women and young girls. So I have this dress and it's an Ahsoka dress. It's sick. I hope it still fits. I mean, that was like two babies ago. <laughs> so if it doesn't, you know, I'll just put that headpiece on and like my t-shirt or something. Oh yeah. But, we don't have to go too nuts. What are you doing anything, Mike? No, no. We're going first thing in the morning on Friday. So nice. we're going to, we're going to like a, gosh, it's like a nine 30 or 10 AM showing. So I love it. Uh, yeah. No, uh, no costume, but I say go as Ahsoka. She might be in the movie if we believe J.J. Abrams, which I don't, but. <laughs> did say, what did he say? He, what was he, he was giving some interview because, you know, he gives all these interviews and talks a lot of nonsense. And um, he, somebody asked him about if we would ever see a live action Ahsoka or something along those lines. And his response was basically, well, you should watch the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> so <laughs> like, <sighs> is that, is she really going to be in it? Probably not, but uh, maybe I don't know, we can hope. I want my own series with her. Man, I, uh, amazing. I love all the theories and, and developing all this stuff. It's, I always feel like so few of it comes to fruition. What is there any specific theory you're really hoping comes to fruition in Rise of Skywalker? Ray being a clone. Yeah, Ray being Anakin. Anakin. I want clone that. Of Anakin. Yeah. I want that so for so many reasons. One, just for the story perspective of Anakin, kind of finishing it out. You know, I mean, he's sort of been the central character of. Yep all the movies so him getting a chance to sort of be in all nine of them would be um amazing um and then for petty personal reasons my wife um <laughs> the fabulous meg bonnie um co-host of other amazing pure fandom podcasts um she hates the idea of anakin being um ray and has told me <laughs> constantly for the last two weeks that my theory is both wrong and stupid so <laughs> i want it to be true just for petty petty reasons mm -hmm. of mine yep there's nothing petty about that buddy i yeah. you know i am ride or die meg bonnie and i wholeheartedly disagree with her because <laughs> ray and kylo are not the only reason they felt a connection is because she is the clone of his grandpa. Yeah. And she, you know, say what you will about Last Jedi, what happened in Last Jedi sets her, everything up for her to be a clone. Their connection, her seeing her mirror selves. Yep. And I also hope, and this isn't really a theory, this is just more of a hope, I really hope they bring um, Hayden Christensen back, even in like a force ghost type of capacity or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, they're like the love story was like pretty cringeworthy to watch. But he, I thought in Revenge of the Sith, he played, there wasn't a lot of context there. Like you said, the Clone Wars filled that in. I thought he played that. I thought he was great. Like he looked the part, you know, he had great, great lightsaber fights. Mm -hmm. He didn't have that great of dialogue, in my opinion. No. Um, but I just think that would be really cool. And I know they, they put him in Return of the Jedi at the end. Yeah. With he, he could use, he could use some redemption from, yeah. Yeah, from those prequels, the way the act, 
character to kind of come back from it. I mean, and oh, I mean, Ray reacted to that lightsaber. That's, See, that's another thing. Anakin, that's Anakin's lightsaber. Why the hell like, else they, would she be drawn to it? Unless she was Luke's true. kid, which they clearly said she's not. Why right. the fork would she be drawn yeah, to Anakin's be, lightsaber? Because it's his. <laughs> yes, it's her. Slash it's, her. Hers. it's her lightsaber. So take that, Meg. <laughs> no, it's hers. Well, and she, and I think, you know, that whole you are no one thing, like there's, I can see the meaning if she is a clone they were trying to do with that in terms of like, as a clone, you kind of are no one. Yeah. You know, you're like just a science experiment, what else, you know, in their eyes. So yeah. I, I think it's just. And you could mess with the memories. I mean. Totally. I mean, we're, we're talking about the guy, Darth Vader, being cloned into the body of a female. Like, sure, why don't they wipe and give him some false memories, too? Like, they say that in Attack of the Clones because we just watched it. Yeah. They so, alter their, um, their like, chemical makeup, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just, I, it has to be. It's called Rise of the Skywalker. Rey is the star of this trilogy. Yeah. And this trilogy is about the Skywalkers. There are no other Skywalkers then. Yeah, it's so, Kylo. Kylo's the only sti- Skywalker that's alive. And that's not, like, he's not, no. So. And I, yeah, I just, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. And I hope we see like a dark, I know we, there's like a still of dark gray. And if it's like a bad clone of hers, that would just be so sick. Oh, as long as they fucking fight with lightsabers, they for will. God's sake. They, they showed in the trailer, there's a lot of lightsaber action. <laughs> All right. Okay. I fucking better be. Yeah. So that's what you want out of, the, out of it is just... just, just that's my, that's yes! my hope, yes. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was the biggest pile of crap in The Last Jedi, where it was like, you didn't really get a lightsaber battle. Mm-hmm. No. You got those Joker guardians of Snoke, which right, we're not even... Over. Yeah, we're not even going to go there. I know. It wasn't a proper lightsaber battle. No, it was not. No. Sad. Sad. Okay. All right. Well, that's, on that that's note. What, on that note, that's what we want. Helmets. Let's. I'm putting them back on. I'm ready. Yep. Because Helmet we got time. a lot going on this week. This Wednesday, we have the new Mandalorian episode. Make sure we watch the post credit scene. We're all going to, like, rush home from work and watch this shit and talk about it. So, yes. We ready. We're ready. And then... Thursday, Eric and I are seeing it. You're seeing Rise of Skywalker Friday morning. Good, good luck. Godspeed. Yep. God, and then Enjoy, do we have to everyone. do we have to talk again after the movie? Then I'm kind of thinking we should. We probably okay. do. It's just there's going to be a lot. We have we could do a bonus episode. We're going to be at my parents doing Christmas, so we we'll have to be on like Monday. Gosh, families. Freaking Christmas. Yeah. Don't they know that? Don't they know that Star Wars is more important than? Family. Actually, your dad actually, would totally actually, understand. Actually, yeah, he would. Yeah. If I was like, Dad, I can't have a podcast <laughs> about Star Wars, he'd be like, Can I join? Decision. Yeah. <laughs> Can I join? Yeah. yeah we'll just bring yeah. all the families in. It'd be a really big podcast. It'd be great. Yeah, that's right. I love it. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, stay tuned. We got more coming to you this week. Thanks for catching up with us. Until next time. Helmet's, Helmet's back on. on. Helmet's on.